Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, January 29th, 2024. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Dan Rubin. It's almost like we haven't talked about Will Howard enough, Dan. I mean, so much has happened. So many great things have happened this month. Uh, that kind of kicked it off. It's one of the things that kicked it off. And uh, so we're going to do a deep dive on the quarterbacks today. We're going to talk Will Howard. We're going to talk about some of the other quarterbacks. Uh, new arrival, Julian Sayan, Air Nolan. We're going to get into all that. Um, and at the end of the show, and we'll warn you in case you don't care about Ohio State men's basketball, Dan and I are going to opine on who we would like to see replace Chris Holtman after this season, or maybe like later today. Um, <laughs> Hello. A lot of people were like, he, he needs to get Lane Kiffin. He needs to get tarmacked after that Northwestern disaster the other night. But I digress. All right. I know you've got a pretty cool Will, Will Howard story you want to share with the people. Go ahead, Mr. Rubin. Yeah. So I was trying to get a sense of Will Howard. Um, and given Ohio State's activity in uh, the offseason here, many national outlets have written about this or talked about it. So I enjoy going and listening to good news, just like we kind of go to the other boards and after we win and stuff. But I wanted to kind of get a sense of Will Howard, maybe from people who have watched him play a lot more than I have. While I've watched him play, I'd be lying if I said I was uh, glued to every Kansas State game. So um, my guy for the draft, as you guys know on here, and should be everybody's, is Dane Brugler, who works for The Athletic. Um, I don't want to, you know, throw, kiss anyone's butt, but I really honestly believe Dane is as good as it gets for his job. Um, I've never seen anybody work so hard at something like that. So, I mean, he's incredible. He's a, an absolute uh, reservoir of information. He has his own podcast that he hosts, and he had on there – uh, Jim Nagy, who is the guy who runs the senior bowl. So he was talking about Will Howard, which I thought was interesting because I hadn't heard as much about Howard possibly looking at the NFL. I know that was discussed. I know he was looking at some other schools, but he told an interesting story in that uh, Will Howard was really planning on going to the NFL and reached out to Jim Nagy about getting an invite to the senior bowl. So the senior bowl is very selective with their quarterbacks. And so um, 
apparently he and Nagy had a conversation. He wasn't totally sure. Neither, so they were like, all right, let's talk in a week. I got some other guys I'm trying to get, one of whom was J.J. McCarthy, by the way. He, was, had, he hadn't declared yet. So um, he built out the roster for the Senior Bowl and had a spot for Will Howard, called him back and said, we're ready to have you come to the Senior Bowl. And he said, sorry, I just got off the phone with Ryan Day. I'm going to Ohio State. Um, so it wasn't choosing uh, the, the NFL over you – know, he was choosing – Ohio State over the NFL. He he wasn't really considering. I didn't hear about USC wasn't mentioned, and there was no other suitor that was really mentioned in there. And then I was trying to also get a sense of what are they getting in Will Howard. And Jim Nagy also said this that I found very interesting. Heading into the week, he would have given Will Howard a fourth-round grade. Okay? So I went back and looked. Here are the quarterbacks drafted in the fourth round recently. Okay? Last year, Jake Hayner. Stetson Bennett and Aiden O'Connell, Bailey Zappi in 2022, Ian Book in 2021, Jacob Eason and Jacob Eason and James Morgan out of 2020 and 2019. Dave Ryan Finley and Jared Stidham, the best fourth round quarterback I could find going back in recent vintage was Dak Prescott. Um, so it tells you that Howard was a legitimate NFL. Guys in the fourth round get picked. I saw Aiden O'Connell and Bailey Zappi played too much this year. Um, so he was already projected to be an NFL player. Now you're getting that guy into a system where he gets to be more developed by people who have proven they can do it. Here's the other point I heard about him as I was going through um, this information. And there's become a thing where people are comparing um, Will Howard to Kyle McCord and going through their stats and stuff. The recurring theme about Will Howard – who had led his team to a Big 12 championship the year before with Deuce Vaughn and a couple other future NFL players. He was as good as his surrounding talent, which brings me to this. His surrounding talent now is very, very good, okay? He's never had talent surrounding him like he's going to have now. So I'm really optimistic um, that uh, it'll work out now because you've got guys who can coach quarterbacks. If you already had one, you now you have two. O'Brien and uh, Bill O'Brien and Ryan Day, say what you want about them. Um, their track record hedges way over 500 when it comes to quarterbacks. If you look at the other guys that were invited to the Senior Bowl, so who are Will Howard's peers? Carter Bradley, Joe Milton, Michael Pratt, Spencer Rattler, Sam Harmon, Bo Nix, and Michael Penix are going to the Senior Bowl. So that's what you're getting from. You pulled one of those guys. Hopefully you can develop them. Um and I have to say, my, my expectations are, are pretty darn high. Um, I don't mean, I, I don't think it's like, uh, I told one of my buddies a couple of years ago before the season to put some money on CJ to win the Heisman. And it didn't work, but it came close. I don't think I would do that. But I do think Will Howard is going to be a little bit better than we expected, just because he's not going to be asked to do but 50 or 60% of what he was asked to do in the past. So if you can dump it off to Quinchon Judkins and, you know, Trayvon Henderson, that's like dumping it off to Deuce Vaughn and, and we're on our way to a greener pasture. So I just thought that was interesting because we, you know, he kind of got lost in the shuffle there in the uh, potpourri of tremendousness. If you're a Bucknut subscriber, we're going to have an item in the boarding house today. The early returns on Will Howard are good. Now, they haven't had a real practice yet, but uh, we have a couple of sources that uh, gave us a, a good report. So uh, look for the boarding house today. We're going to have some on Will Howard.
And Dan, you touched on this. Let's get into expectations. You said you have high well, expectations. I do as well. Go ahead. This is another thing. I forgot. I want to make this one more point about Will Howard. I also actually talked to someone who said, you'll be amazed how big he is. Like, there are a lot of guys who are listed at a certain height and weight. And he's like, when he walks in the room, he is a big dude. Okay. There's a commanding presence about a guy who is six, four and a half or whatever, 240 pounds. I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off, but he, oh. he, he made, the guy made a point to go out and say that like he went in, and it was like, the guy's like, I'm six, two and was cranked. So good stuff. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting him. Uh, I guess it won't, I won't be eye to eye. I'll be two inches. Below well, maybe it'll be two and a half if he's six foot I'd, and a half. So we'll I'd see. Take it. When I, 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 and Jerry Emmett can back me up on this. So can Marvin Harrison Jr. They had him listed at six three. Marvin's freshman year, and I was like looking at Marvin, like looking up at him, and I'm like, if you're six three, I can never tell people that I'm six three. So I went to Jerry, and he is a legit six four. I went to Jerry, and Jerry finally changed it in the program to or the roster to. Marvin Harrison Jr. being 6'4". Okay. I just bored everybody with that story. Um, all right. My expectations are also high. Um, he's going to be quarterback one, and he's going to have weapons around him. Like you said, he's going to be coached by Brian Day and Bill O'Brien. All that's great. Um, from what I'm hearing, he can make all the throws. He doesn't have a cannon. You're right. He's a big guy. He's mobile. He's tough. He's a natural leader. I'm liking everything I'm hearing. Now, do I think he's going to win the Heisman Trophy? No, I'm not going to put that on him. Maybe he can be a finalist. I don't know. My expectations, Dan, are he's going to be really good. Not like Justin Fields level, C.J. Stroud level. Maybe a notch below. I'm not predicting he's going to be the number two overall pick of the draft or the number 11 overall pick of the draft. You said if he came out this year, probably fourth round. I think by next year we might be talking third round, second round at the best. He's probably not going to be a first-round guy. But I would take that and run with it if he's a second, third-round guy. Um, and I expect him to be first-team All-Big Ten which is going to be tough now with Oregon and all these guys joining the, the conference. That's my expectation. It, not to win the Heisman, although that'd be great. First team all Big Ten, especially now that we've beefed up the Big Ten. That's my expectation for him. I'm with you. Um, I love the idea of having a bigger guy, too, who can – and if you've seen him, his those aren't average running clips. I, I can't remember a guy that big running down the sideline uh, like that. So – Short yardage has uh, become the bane of – I can't get over how football has changed where something in one has become such a – third and one and fourth and one has become such a big deal in football when it used to be just handed to your fattest, biggest running back and he would slam through the line for a yard or two. It's become a really hard – it's unbelievable um, in light of last night as well. So the idea of a quarterback that can just lean forward and tush push himself into a couple yards – um, I like that. And then you combine it with, I mean, we talked about when he had a supporting cast, they won the big 12 and his supporting cast player for player is a lot better. And that's not us being homers here. Just go through the roster. It's obnoxious. So um, yeah, my expectations are very high. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to like make him you know, make him too high and put too much on this young man. But I mean, I think he's going to have a really big year. All right, we this is something that's unprecedented as far as I know. There are five scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. That's not unprecedented. Back in the 90s and stuff, and there's probably been other times, there's been five scholarship quarterbacks on the roster, like well before guys were transferring, if they weren't the starter after one year or whatever, whatever it might be. But here's what's unprecedented. Five scholarship quarterbacks on the roster right now, 
four of which have never gone through spring ball at Ohio State. It's crazy. Devin Brown is the only exception. He's the only one that's been through spring ball because Lincoln Keenholz didn't get here um, until June last year. Um, obviously, Aaron Noland and Julian Sand are true freshmen, and Will Howard just transferred in. So five scholarship quarterbacks, and I think they're all going to be here through spring ball. The next uh, window doesn't open until after spring. Um, so let's let's break this down a little bit. So who who's going to transfer after spring? My guess would be some people keep saying it's going to be Lincoln Keenholz and Brown will stick mm -hmm. around. I'm going to say Devin Brown will be the one that transfers. Now, maybe you'll say well, all five are going to stick around. That's on the table, too. I'm going to say that's there's no way in hell that's going to happen. <laughs> one of them is going to transfer. And I think it's going to be Devin Brown. Let's say the Dan. So if we're deciding who's going to transfer, let's first figure out who's not going to transfer. Uh, Will Howard, mm -hmm. uh, Julian Sayan, and I got to think Aaron Nolan will stick around. Now that, sure. let's see. Um, Aaron Nolan, everything I've seen, heard, and watched is about the most mature person for his age that I've almost ever heard. And I'm not saying that hyperbolically. I, I would encourage you to go listen to him talk, look at him sitting in um, interview sessions with adults. He is not intimidated in the least. He is an extremely confident young man. So I honestly believe Aaron Nolan thinks he's going to be the quarterback here, which, by the way, I love that he thinks that. Um, so the question is Brown or Keenholz. I think Brown would be the low-hanging fruit one uh, just because the faith has already been put in him and then kind of taken away in some respects. And I would think from an emotional standpoint, um, it's hard to get back from that. But he's also burn the boats guy, man. He loved it here. So who knows? I don't think it's I, I don't think it's that out of line to think there'll be five. Um, I mean, I guess one of them's got to go. Now, here's the other thing, Dave. Quarterback is also, I almost don't consider quarterback is now like in its own positional strata, in that I think 60% of the starting quarterbacks in football in division one last year were transfers. So it's completely different. It's not even like the rest of the depth chart. Um, right. So, so it's hard. So, so the idea of transferring in and out, you know, I, everything has to be taken on a case by case basis. I, I would say I would expect Devin Brown to transfer. I wouldn't be surprised to see. Uh, I'm kind of in the, I like Lincoln Keenholz. I have to admit. Um, I will tell you that I had a conversation with someone who was a South Dakota native and is also a, a really good athlete from South Dakota. And if you bring up the name Lincoln Keenholz, it sounds like you're talking about Davy Crockett. Um, I'm not kidding. That kid is a living legend in South Dakota. Now it's South Dakota. South Dakota yeah. But South right. Dakota is also the home of Kalen DeBoer who got him at Washington and is now at Alabama. So it would not be surprising to me to eventually see Lincoln Keenholz end up at Alabama. Um, and I have nothing to Based on except just vibes and and their past relationship. So, yeah, I think the general vibe would be Will Howard's the starter, um, saying and Aaron Nolan battle it out for number two. The other is number three, maybe even in a tandem two approach. Uh, backup doesn't play enough at Ohio State that you really need to name a backup. You know what I'm saying? You could rotate that one to keep them both in the fold. So uh, that's how I see it. And then who knows? They may even take another quarterback in the portal if those two leave in the Tristan Gebbia uh, mold. Yeah, Chugs, 
Gunner Hoke. Yeah. He wants he wants four scholarship quarterbacks mm-hmm. on the roster. That's when he would reach for just a depth piece to get that fourth guy. They won't need it this year. They'll have they have five now, and I think only one will transfer. Um, it's so damn interesting. It's gonna make it's gonna make spring ball a lot more fun. I mean, four new quarterbacks. I mean, it's the by far the most important position in football. And we have four new quarterbacks to cover this spring. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing Will Howard in action. Looking forward to seeing the two true freshmen. I'm pretty jazzed about Julian Sand. And I, I like Aaron Noland a lot. Um, here's the thing, though. It reminds me a little bit of when Ryan Day had Jack Miller in the class. And everybody's like, woohoo, Jack Miller. Yeah, baby, let's go. Um, and then it was like, all of a sudden, you hear rumblings Ryan Day's going after CJ Stroud. It's like, what? Is he not sold on Jack Miller? Now, this is not apples to apples, okay? But it might be apples to oranges, still fruit. Because, like, it's not a perfect parallel. Because, I, as we know, Julian Sayan reached out to Ohio State. This wasn't Ohio State saying, we don't, we're, we're kind of, we've kind of soured on Aaron Nolan. And we're not sure about Aaron Nolan, I think, is probably the better way to put that. I think with Jack Miller, they were like, uh, maybe he's not as good as we thought. And this C.J. Stroud guy is really good and is underrated. It worked out beautifully. Now... But you could make the argument if Ohio State's really sold on Aaron Nolan, they wouldn't have taken Julian Sand. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, also, people say Julian isn't as athletic as Aaron Nolan, but saying uh, Nolan is listed as a pocket passer and Sand is listed as a dual threat passer. So I don't know what that means. I, I think uh, athleticism is fine on both sides. I do know that when Sand reached out, that was an interesting occurrence at Alabama, um, they basically told him to kick rocks, um, that they were going to bring in Austin Mack, the quarterback they had recruited out of, out of Washington, and that it wouldn't work out. So that's going to be an interesting storyline to follow from, from their perspective. Um, he is a very, very good quarterback. I mean, you don't win the Elite 11 and thrive in the pro day section without being a stud. Um and he reached out to, I mean, look at the guy. He went to Alabama, and then he reached out to Brian Kelly, um, Lincoln Riley, and Ryan Day. This dude is here to play quarterback. This is not a – he's like one of these guys I say, these are future pros. Geography means nothing. He's from California to Alabama to Ohio to talk. All that matters is the program, man. He, these are a different breed of cat. Um, I brought that up to several people I trust. Uh, when this was first going on, and they all said immediately he'll beat out Aaron Nolan. So I, I've never, I've not been on the field with him, and I don't know. And I was super high on Aaron Nolan, and if he beats him out, so be it. Um, but and I know there was some consternation about taking Sand, given the room. Uh, I do think the fact that Bill O'Brien is a Sand fan from jump and was the one who recruited him back at Alabama, had a lot to do with it. And I just don't think you can turn down a player of this caliber in this era. I think it comes right down to the fact that, look, I want we want everyone to be happy. Um, has Ohio State maybe from the fan base think we want the kids to be a little bit too happy? Maybe we aren't being enough cutthroat. That's up for debate. Um, and I think the bottom line is you just can't turn down a player of this ilk. And um, especially when you have Bill O'Brien in the room and then, you know, you just see where chips fall, where they may. Here's the thing. Also, it's not the same as it used to be. If this was five years ago and you did this, that would be 
you know, telling one of the other quarterbacks, you're going to spend two years extra on the bench or at least an extra year. Aaron Ola could transfer being the starter at another school 30 minutes after he left Columbus. So I, he'll be fine. Um, and hopefully this is a sign of Ohio State adhering to a standard of championship or bust. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I do think if you know, Aaron Nolan could end up being the long-term starter at Ohio State, I think whatever happens with Aaron Nolan, I think he's going to have a very successful college career as a starting quarterback. I don't think it's going to be like Jack Miller. I think Aaron Nolan's markedly better than Jack Miller. And Jack Miller, unfortunately, had to retire from football due to uh, uh, medical condition. But um, Maybe uh, it's, yeah, maybe Aaron, it's more Aaron hard to do. Aaron Nolan's a good one. It's just, yeah, I mean, you can't turn away Julian Sand, and he's elite. Maybe Aaron Nolan will be elite, but I think Julian saying I'll be surprised if he's not elite at Ohio State. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think it could be Hertz and Tua. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just have two studs in there. Um, two guys who both have, you know, are going to make $100 million in the pros. It was just uh, whichever worked for that group. All right, let's kind of – I mean, I, I jotted down in my notes. By the way, we'll get to Nick Bosa and Chase Young and get into the Super Bowl in just a minute. And we're going to finish the show Nick talking about Chris Holtman and the basketball program. But So I wrote down here in my notes, who's going to be the starting quarterback in 2025? Did we already answer? I think I already gave my answer. I'm pretty confident it'll be Julian Sand now. Could be Lincoln Keenholz. Could be – I mean, he's kind of like a, just a ball of clay at this point, Keenholz. From South Dakota, was a three-sport star, as you said. He's like the Michael Jordan of – South Dakota, and it was awesome in all three sports. Didn't get to Ohio State till June. He's just now focusing on football for the first time. Um, so, may, you know, maybe Day can mold that into a, a quality quarterback. You're getting Julian State, the number one quarterback in the country. You got Aaron Nolan, the number four quarterback in the country. Uh, Burn the boats is still there. I think. I think he might have. I think he might need to save a boat, but well, he might need one boat in, here in a few months, but. Uh, he's still here for now. I think it's going to be Julian Sand will be quarterback one in 2025. What do you think? I would bet on Sand, but this is not something I'm worried about. Like, right. as long as they get a great quarterback, I could care less. I remember the Seattle Seahawks drafted the kid from LSU, remember? and Or got the free agency. What was his name? I can't remember. Oh, Flynn? Yeah, and then they brought in a fourth-round pick named Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. He Third beat him out, right? and they went with it. Yep. All that matters is you have a great quarterback. I don't care. Listen, if it's Keenholz, if he's the best one, he should play. All right. that matters is you have a great quarterback. And the more great players you have in the room, you know, we're lucky. Just, this shouldn't be viewed as a negativity. This is a first program problem here in, in great, great detail. I mean, the fact other schools would be listening to this podcast and thinking it's kind of – Rich kid problem, so we're not going to worry about it. We're we're very psyched about the the group for sure. Yeah, this is one percent of the one percent prob problems. <laughs> not a problem at all, actually. This is just, oh, loading up on great quarterbacks. That seems to be a good idea. Yeah. Last time I checked, it's important to have uh, good quarterbacks. Um, all right, Nick Bosa, Chase Young going to the Super Bowl. I love it. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs have nobody from Ohio State again. What's going on here? What's what's Andy Reid's aversion to Ohio State guys? I don't get it. But no, I'm happy for Nick Bosa. Happy for Chase Young. I know Chase Young caught some flack that he didn't hustle on one play, but I thought overall he played well. He played Nick like Bosa, Chase. A couple of sacks. Played like Chase, right? Right. What's funny is his rookie years. You know, I mean, you follow. I know you're a Cowboys fan, but you still from living in D.C. You still follow Washington, the Commanders close, and you have friends that call you know cover him and follow him real close. He looked great as a rookie. He yeah. looked great as a year at Ohio State, and he looked great as a rookie. 
was it the injury with Chase Young that set him back, or is it the kind of maybe the work ethic, a little bit of both? What? Because I thought we're, we're going to be talking about Chase Young is like not like Lawrence Taylor or anything, but like I thought we'd be talking about a twelve-year absolute stud, multiple Pro Bowls, like lead the league in sacks maybe uh, once or twice. We're not getting that out of him. Is it because the injury that he suffered, or you think it was like something else? Nick Bosa was chosen over Justin Herbert. How do you think they feel about that in DC? Not good. Um, I mean, Chase Young? I, think Chase, I don't think Chase has maximized Chase's gifts. I'll just say that. Um, when you're as big and strong and fast as Chase, as you saw in a couple plays, he looks like the best defensive end on planet Earth. And then on other plays, he doesn't. Um, do people in D.C. think he loved being a professional football player? The Yes, the, the, the good part, not necessarily the, all the football part. So he's still good. Um, you know, the, the Bears chose Montez Sweat over him. They were offered both when they chose Montez Sweat. Uh, so <laughs> Chase is always going to be one of those guys you're going to be wanting more from because literally he may be the most physically impressive person you ever see in your front of you ever. I had, I remember when someone I know very closely, who's a very big human being visited his son was being recruited by Ohio state. And he said, when he saw chase, he was like, Oh my God, where are we? Um, and also the guy on the other side is so good and so unbelievable that, you know, I mean, Nick Bosa, man, Nick Bosa is going to the Hall of Fame, bro. I mean, I don't know what else to say about him. He is going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, Yakov, 22. Smart man. What else can you say about the guy? Even in the game when it looked like Detroit was kicking San Francisco's ass for a while, and it did look like that. Yes. Every five or six plays, you'd be like, oh, but they still have Bosa. You know what I mean? He'd get a sack. Bosa has his second sack. Everybody else sucks. Um, And then it kind of came around. But he's incredible. I mean, he's. I don't know, man. I, I've run out of – I'll tell you a, fu- a cool story. You remember the game against Rutgers uh, in his senior year? That's junior year. Obviously, he, he didn't play his senior year. Right before there was like a third and long, and I just – you know when you're sitting in the stands, and I was with Mr. Bucknuts, you can catch a lull in the crowd where you say something thinking it's going to be loud, and actually you say something and everyone hears you, and it's kind of embarrassing. And I, I yelled out, Bosa time! And his dad turned around and looked at me and kind of like, and he got a sack on the next play, right on that play. So it was like, you know, he's amazing, dude. Built to play football. Um, they'll make it, they're going to make a documentary film about the Bosa brothers and how they were raised to be football players. I remember the Aquinas football coach saying when Nick was a sophomore, he's like, he's going to be better than Joey. Football coaches don't say stuff like that. You know what I mean? They never say that. And he said it off the jump. So, and he was right. That sounds like something like one of our Bucknuts uh, subscribers, one of our posters on the front row message board would say. You're right. If a coach says that, it's like, damn. Yeah. Um, there's there's something to this. And uh, and Joey is really, really, really good. He's had a little bit – Nick's had injury problems as well. Joey's been nicked up a little bit, but Joey Bose is fantastic. And I agree, Nick's actually better, which is insane. All right. If you don't care about Ohio State basketball, thank you for tuning into the show. We, I'm getting to the point where I don't really care about Ohio State oh, basketball. Oh, hello. Anymore. No, not not quite, not quite. No, I do. I mean, the opposite of love is indifference. I'm not indifferent quite yet. Um, I'm still in the in the hatred mode right now. No, but I, I want. Oh, and Thad Mod approved. You can do it. 
I never forgot to ask Thad once at uh, it was media day before season. I'm like, um, do you feel like you've made Ohio State um, more of a basketball school? He's like, well, and he gave a great answer. He goes, Ohio State's always going to be a football school. He's like, my philosophy is that it can be a football school and it can be a basketball school. And that's exactly what Thad did. Football is always going to be king, but we saw what Thad did. It's possible. Um, Chris Holtman's got to be on the way out. Let's talk about who would like to replace him. My, my number one, I've kind of going back and forth. My number one, I'll just put it, I'll put say this for the record, would be Chris Beard. Now, it would need to be vetted. He had that situation, um, and he's now at uh, Ole Miss. But um, that would need to be vetted. As long as everything came back clean, Chris Beard is who I would want. Relatively young, just turned 50. He's been successful everywhere he's been. Give me Chris Beard. I also like, I don't think you're as crazy about this guy as I am. I also like Jerome Tang who's at Kansas state. Maybe I'm just all in the, I want to take all of Kansas state's good things. You know, we took Will Howard. Now I want to take their basketball coach. No. So those would be my first two, Chris Beard, Jerome Tang. What do you think, Dan? I don't know Tang as well. That's why I was asking you about it. I wasn't necessarily off. Oh, okay. I just uh, don't know him as well. Tommy Amaker. That's funny. Tommy Amaker handed me my first basketball trophy in my life. He was the star of the high school team when I was in, the third grade, and he was amazing. Oh, interesting. They had to put in the Tommy Amaker rule, which means if you're a bus driver, you can't just send your kid to whatever school in the county you want because there was a recruiting thing, blah, blah, blah. Are we sure Chris Holtman's getting fired, Dave? Is it? This, this, let's, yeah, it's going to take a let's, big turnaround. And the people that are saying, oh, well, you know, because Gene's going to be here till June 30th and Bjorn right. won't take over till July 1st. It's like, come on. Like, if they want him out, they'll get him out. And those guys are not the ones making the decision. It's going to be the boosters, and it's going to be President Carter. And to me, Gene Smith is the guy that hired him and gave him an eight-year contract and then for absolutely no reason gave him a three-year contract extension a couple summers ago. Oh, hmm. people say, well, there was a reason Notre Dame was after him. Oh, did he need directions to South Bend? I'm sorry. That's the reason? You don't give a guy an eight-year contract. He's underperforming. And then you give him a three-year extension. So Gene Smith needs to have nothing to do with this, in my opinion. Um, let's let the actual decision makers make this decision here. So Admiral Ted Carter, love that guy, the president. And and Bjork's behind the scenes. Bjork's going to have a lot to say about this, too, in the boosters. So, yeah, I think this isn't unless they have some miraculous comeback this season, which I think he's lost the team, Dan. They don't even listen to him. It's just some, that game at Northwestern was embarrassing. They lost by 25. And they had to make like a late run to get it to 25. They were down by 35 at Northwestern. Northwestern's good. But they don't blow out anybody. Northwestern, Northwestern was favored by three points in that game. That was embarrassing. He's lost the team. Um, so, yeah, I think he will get fired. And uh, hopefully they don't wait till June like they did with Thad. Do it right after the season. Or, hell, do it on the tarmac. I don't care. Yeah, it's 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 kind of an ugly situation. We are following the, Holtman is following the playbook for getting fired though by watching a new AD and new president come in. This is the right. It's like it's like when you're a head coach and they flip the GM. You better call your real estate agent. You are going to get fired. Okay, unless you win the Super Bowl or win whatever, you are going to get fired. People don't have a vision of taking over and keeping the guy in there. That just doesn't happen. I don't know enough about Bjork. I know he hired. Uh, Buzz is it Buzz Peterson? It's not Buzz Peterson. Buzz Williams. Williams. Buzz Williams. Peterson was Jordan's uh, college roommate. My fault. Um, I like Buzz Williams. 
I don't think this is the easiest job in the world now. Okay. Uh, It's got to be handled by someone who has a little bit. I just think Holtman is a little bit too vanilla for me. Uh, I think we need someone with some more juice because like you said, football is king here. They said that out loud. You know how many places they say that out loud? Not very many. Um, Also, the buyout. I don't, once we entered the transfer portal era and money, I accept no money excuses from Ohio State. We have the most money. You can't be making decisions based on your your pocketbook. Um, The reason we are going to kick ass in the transfer portal and everything is once you make it a money game, which we didn't make the rules, if you have the most money and they change the rules for the most money team to win and you have the most money, you're psyched. So if they have to buy them out, I don't have any problem with that. Um, that happens. We know that. See Russ Bjork, comma, Jimbo Fisher, the happiest American in decades. Um, then you got to be realistic with what you want. Do you want to recruit guys? So I think there was some unluckiness in here. I'll give you an example. Had this had Malachi Branham been on the team this year with NIL, they probably could have brought him back. Okay. Um, they've had an issue with when they do get a really good player because the players in front of them aren't good enough. That player gets elevated. Then that player overperforms and leaves early and creates a void that has happened numerous times because the base isn't built. If you look at their top three players, they're not the top three players at a team that's going to win a lot of games. You could just look and say, okay, who's the pro? Who's the NBA player on the team right now, Dave? They don't have one. You can't win without an NBA player within reason. I'm sure someone's going to be able to find an example where you didn't. But generally speaking, the teams that do better are either really old or really talented. And Ohio State seems to be kind of old and kind of talented, which is almost like being caught in limbo. They're almost like the uh, NBA team that wins 43 games. They're always going to be pretty good, but they don't have anyone great. And then they don't have the depth to beat the bigger and better teams. Um, They don't have a good coach. He gets out coached every time. Chris Collins must've just been drooling knowing he was going to go face Chris Holtman. I'm not joking. He coached. It'd be one of those things where like, no, Northwestern's got a better roster, but not markedly. It's one of those things. I use this example in football all the time. See, but Dave, that's the problem. Say, I'll take my guys and I'll beat your guys, or right. I'll take your guys and I'll beat my guys. Chris Collins could take his guys and beat Ohio State, or he could take Ohio State's guys and beat Northwestern, as long as Chris Holtman would be the one coaching Northwestern. Agreed. Remember the game last year where they had Chris Holtman mic'd up? No, it was uncomfortable. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing how the, his players weren't even like – responding to him his coaching was like not very good coaching like some of the stuff he was saying it was embarrassing he was he was mic'd up the entire game I can't remember who the opposing coach was but that guy actually sounded like a coach Chris Holtman didn't it was not a good coach he's not a good coach no I remember I can't remember who it was but he was in his first year yeah I I remember who it was either but like whoever it was so embarrassing for a lot of people say Jay Wright Listen, come on, dude. I, I would love Jay. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Jay Wright's not coming here. Now, I would no. love it. I would love it, but it's not happening. And by the way, you don't want to oh, hear Minnesota. this. There we go. Minnesota. I knew somebody would know. Yeah. Uh, whatchamacallit? Jay Wright's overrated. 
Um, and I can tell you a story about that at some point in time. But anyway, I still take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, he's not going to recruit at 65 the way you need to recruit. Um, the biggest issue with what you said to me is that Northwestern's roster is better than Ohio State's. That's a joke. That's the problem. That but Dave, but Dave, if you even say that, that's a problem. It's Ohio State. We should be able to recruit. This state does produce a ton of good players, man. We're not in the mix for any of them. It's correct. I mean, I mean Devin I, Royal, I think, can be a good one eventually. He's the one when Centerville was ranked number one in the country when mm-hmm. Cups was a junior and Royal was a junior and Sonny Styles was a junior and and pick Central beat and pick Central beat um, Centerville. Centerville was number one. It. The best player in the court that day was Devin Royal. He scored 20 points in that state championship game. He was a junior, and then he was Mr. Basketball. Royal has a chance. He's just Do not what? ready to come in and be like a big-time freshman. He, to be a good college basketball player. Okay. I don't think he's going to be an NBA guy. But, like, Devin Royal was the best player on the floor as a junior in the state championship game and then won Mr. Basketball as a senior over Cups, by the way. Um, so, I don't know, man. They just I watched they that game. To, they have to make a move. I think Sonny was the MVP of the game, personally. Um, I like Royal, but he's a 6'6 six, six power forward. Like Zed I, Key. I Ohio State, when are we going to start? I want to recruit. Now, this is crazy. I think they should just pull out all the stops in recruiting. They're not recruiting good enough players. And the guys they do get are like, so Michi. Michi was an Ohio guy who they who was kind of an afterthought. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Roddy Gale's a nice player. He's not a number one option. Bruce Thornton's a nice player. He's not a number one option on a team that's going to win a lot of games in the Big Ten. That's ridiculous. That's not Bruce Thornton's fault. You know what I'm saying? That's not Roddy Gale's fault. They're being thrust in a position they're not capable of handling. The one time they did have two studs with Liddell and Branham, the rest of the team wasn't good enough, and that brought them down. They just haven't gotten the – See what I'm saying? They haven't lined it up. They haven't gotten the rhythm going. I don't know if that's from recruiting. Dude, they had a year here where they recruited five guys. Um, I might have even been the end of that. And then all were gone within 18 months. You know what I'm saying? The DJ, was that the DJ Carton crew where yeah. only, only EJ so, Liddell remained? That was that was, I, that was was a head scratcher at the time. Holman was still kind of in his honeymoon phase. He did a great job his first year. Now, he had two future NBA players on that team in Kata Bates-Diop and Jay Sean Tate. But still, he overachieved year one. They finished second in the Big Ten, won a bunch of games. Um, but he's been disappointed. I don't give him any excuses. This is year seven. This is year yeah. three or year four. I'd be like, all right, okay, yeah. Year seven, like this is – and this is the product. What's he's in the pipeline, That Every college coach has to deal with, and he just doesn't deal with it well. You have to be able to re-recruit your own players. Um you have a whole recruiting class, as you mentioned, that DJ Carton class that fell apart within a year. It wasn't like three years later. I'm done with him, man. He's a nice guy. But that if he was a JV high school basketball coach, I'd be fine. He's a nice guy, okay? This is Ohio State. I don't care that he's a nice guy. By the way, this is what Ross Bjork said about him when Ross Bjork was going on and on and on about Ryan Day, elite, just gushing about Ryan Day. And it was kind of like, hey, what do you think about Chris Holtman? Nice guy. You know, it's like, well, geez. What do you think about her, Dan? Oh, she's got a nice personality. Yeah, Dan doesn't think she's very pretty. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, great stuff. We've went a little longer than what I attended, but this was a lively show. Um, great stuff out of Dan Rubin. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Thanks very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 